Louder! And it's time for the Gore and More Podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking in and head in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear, we'll never part. Going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. Ah, welcome to the Gore More Podcast. I am the not so mean Fluff Master Supreme, Big Johnny D, bringing this shit show in as always. However, I do not bring this shit show in alone. For with me are my whore homies as always. Although we're missing one today, but we're going to still shout them out regardless. But with me, I have the Dark Lord of Knowledge, the Chad Daddy himself, Mr. Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? And that Meat Mountain, the killing machine himself, Mr. Bobby Amone. Good evening, fuckers. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Today is September 26, 2022, and we're going to have a fun, fucking-tastic episode. Today, we are missing our lovely Mr. Scuba Steve, but he is on grandma duty tonight so lucky guy i wish i could i wish i could still see my grandma i would love to hang out with steve's grandma she right looks, she sounds like such She'd a be fantastic oh my god right like she's the kind of lady that is just has that no shit added i mean you know steve's been telling us the whole time so it's like we know but yeah dude it's she's a fantastic lady and so that's where he's spending tonight i'm sure he's catching in or hopefully listening at some point so if he does you know Wishes to all of them. But we do have a variant, Steve. So before we talk about the fantasticness that we are here to talk about today, we're going to do what we always do. And that's we're going to talk about what we did in the last week. So, variant Steve, if you could please. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your... <laughs> Salah! Salah! <laughs> Easy. All righty. Okay, that that makes me I, just want a nice fucking extra large. It does, dude. I just like, I feel bad for the people listening to the audio only version of this in the future because they don't get to see that great little graphic of the the cheesy pizza. It also makes me think of something else, but that's we got kids watching this. <laughs> so so Brody said they ruined the film in one trailer. Kinda, yeah. I mean. I don't know if I'd say ruin, gave a little away. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it's spoiler heavy for sure. I don't know if it was ruin, but that all depends on the take. But we're not going to talk about that yet. We're going to talk about what the fuck we did. So, Bob, you want to start us off? What'd you do last week, homie? Uh, Last week was just just worked for last week anyway. Work, work, work. Uh, This this past weekend, so Friday, me and my girlfriend, we went and saw that horror movie Barbarian. Ooh, thoughts? Like, like, uh... Like, this was a movie that kind of, I don't know, like, snuck out of nowhere. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, everybody started talking about it, and, like, it is scary. Um, It had us on the edge of our seats, so I enjoyed it. Without giving away too much, what are we talking here? Sla- what kind of horror? Uh, definitely, no. Or no? No slash. Not, no, no, Psychological? Not, a little bit of psychological. It's definitely, I would say, how, how do I? Are we talking reven- revenge film? Are we just going no. that basis, maybe? All right, so, no. so put it to you this way. It's all right. I'll just give a very short basis. Basically, give I'll give what the basis of everything says it is. So a woman has an Airbnb in Detroit, and it's in the shit part of Detroit, like 
So it's just in Detroit. So it's in Detroit. No, 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 no. <laughs> so it's like it's like this one house, nice. The rest of the fucking area is terrible. But mm-hmm. turns out she's not the only one staying in this house. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. It went it went it went away. We didn't we were like, no, it's we're not sure. It's definitely a little cringeworthy at points, but it's it's good. Uh, is it does how, I, I, I don't even know how to ask this. Um, is it just people? Are we dealing with kind of supernatural elements in it? Like, what are we talking? No, just uh, no, no, no supernatural. It, you're dealing with. Think of what a barbarian is. Okay, no, no, just aggressive, savage it, it, people. It, it, you're around. dealing with no. You're dealing with one. Well, I yeah. You're just dealing with one, but think of what a barbarian is. It's not something that is in society. Yeah, it's somebody Can't, who it, rapes. Rapes and kills and pillage and fucking so give a sh- th- think of it like that way. What, what's fucking Arnold's fucking classic line? We'll fucking lament the women and fucking oh yeah, the, oh, I, yeah. Know, I can't remember. Those, them yeah. See them driven before you and hear the lamentation of the women. Yes, there you go. See perfect barbarian mentality. But don't think uh, of it, you know, Arnold esque barbarian. Think of it as right. oh, that's fucking ugly and creepy. Oh, and it, it right. really was. But, but you um, enjoyed it, so that's no, good. no. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I actually, I think it could have been a little longer for the ending. Yeah. The ending was okay, but I, I still think it was a good movie. It, I think we're gonna get an unrated cut in DVD nice. or Blu-ray form for sure. Good deal. That's awesome. Um, dude. And then Saturday, we did a Sunflower Farm with a few friends say, of you, ours. Didn't you frolic through some flowers? If I'm not mistaken, you're damn right. I did. Bobby, yeah. you're the only person I've seen that can tower over sunflowers like that. Right? Dude, <laughs> like a sunflower is like a nine foot tall fucking plant. Like, yeah. and it comes up no. to here on Bobby. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It, and believe it or not, it was actually a good time because it wasn't just, oh, we're here for sunflower. No, they had fucking food trucks and all, all kinds of fun little shit. So we did that. Is, so. it, is it just a sunflower field to go like check out the field? No, you could go and pick them. You, there's a whole bunch of different. So, like, my girlfriend's mom came. She picked a few flowers. But I mean, like, some, you guys obviously ran into an event of some kind. But I'm just saying, like, naturally, like, is there, is this just a field, or is there like a little like a like a farm kind of center? Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. There, I mean? like, there, like there is a farm, thing. but a majority of it is like flowers and sunflowers. Okay. They have they have uh, pumpkin picking as well. They got all of that. But we were there for the sunflowers this, uh, for Saturday, and then we hit the oh, food yeah, trucks dude. and we had some good food and shit like that. And then uh, Saturday night was the second haunt of the season for us. We drove out to. Damn, you got two under the belt. Nice, dude. Bro, you have no idea. I'm jealous, man. Know. See, you can't do this when you got kids all the time, man. Nope. Then you just got to find sick. Well, I'll just see. I would just look at her and be like, I'm sorry, but we are going broke for the month. And I full take full responsibility. But the kids are going to get scared shitless for the next three weeks in a row. Whether they like it or not. I'll put them in therapy when they're older. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> But um, we drove out to I forget the name of the town, but it was the name of the haunt was called Bates Motel. Nice, and they had a haunted hayride, uh, a trail, and then they had a haunted house. Very good. It was really good. I haven't been there in probably about ten years, so it was nice to go back and actually see it. They upgraded a few things. It was good. It was so much fun. Like fucking yeah. This is this is what I do for the month of October. I'm jealous, dude. I'm jelly. It's what it's what we do. I'm probably not. I'm probably gonna get to like one, maybe, 
Like we always plan a big like fe- uh, friend trip, and that, that's probably not going to be for a couple weeks at least. But go to Headless Horseman on the twenty second and meet Bro. us there, dude. Have meet you us ever there. been to Headless Horseman? Yes, I took the trip. So we went. Oh, it was pre kid. I can't. I can't go too deep into this, but I went pre kid. It was fantastic, dude. It's only three and a half hours away. It's actually in Sleepy Hollow, New York. Yeah. If anybody can get the chance to, man, this is like legit. You get. What is it? Ten, it's get, ten haunts. It's ten. Attractions. Oh, they upped it. Okay, yes. so it used to be. It, it used the, to be only. Um, it was the hayride, and then it was five haunted houses. But then, no, like no, in the middle of the last two haunted houses, there was like a full like attraction exhibit where they had like fucking this chick that was sword swallowing, and then these other like magicians and shit, and then there was like some like crazy rock. It was, dude. It was a good fucking time, man. You are yeah. there. And it's like cool because when they bring you in, they bring you into that little western town, right? Like that's yeah, 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 and that's how you exit, right, mm-hmm. dude? So it's a full loop around the way they do it, and this place is acres upon acres. I think we were in there lines and rides all total for like three and a half hours. That is a solid. That's solid, a solid. That's a solid three and a half. Hours. And, and even their lines. Their lines fucking chug because they're fucking used to it, dude. So they have yeah. like they have to be able to. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm not going to lie. The scariest moment for me there was when I didn't see the fucking Clydesdale coming up with the Headless Horseman during the hayride. And that fucker put his head in my lap. And his head, (laughs) that head was the size of my entire fucking top torso. And that was just a fleeting moment. I was just like, oh, God, dude. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Ooh. All right, so you want to pass it to Chad Daddy for a minute? All right, we're going to pass it we'll to Chad Daddy. All right. <laughs> Bob, give us a refresh if you can. If you can't, we'll see what we get. Chad Daddy, how you been, sir? You I have been all right. You know, I don't know what the weather was like out there. We had a couple of nice days here. And then, the, no joke, the first day of fall, the temperatures dropped 20 mm-hmm. fucking degrees. 20 degrees. I had no choice. I had to turn the goddamn heater on already. No shit. Yeah, and I hate that because... But I'm not. I don't want sick kids on top of it because my youngest was sick the one day. She just just had a fever, and it kind of killed her because literally all the all she did that entire day and the entire night she just slept. She just felt like crap. Didn't eat anything, so she slept the whole day, whole night. Gets up the next day, feels fine. And of course, since she slept all that time, she was literally awake all night, sitting in her room watching TV. So the day after that was real fun. I bet. But you know. Dude, fall happens, man. When fall comes, dude, it comes with a fucking fist, and she is ready. And oh my it doesn't god! Doesn't matter dude. who you are, you will get it, dude. You're good, especially mm-hmm. if you got kids in the school. But no, oh, that's yeah. even worse. Oh yeah, my son's got a real nasty cough right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, Bro, like, yeah. like I said, it's just, as quick as that temperature dropped, I was like, fuck. <laughs> so yeah, we me. got the furnace on already. What else have I been up to? Um, the wife and I started watching the show. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's on Epics. It's called From. No, heard of it. If you guys have epics, or if you want to check it out, they can give you like a free trial or whatever. Dude, it is really fucking good. Think like it's only on epics. Yeah. Okay. But it's like you combine like The Walking Dead with like Thirty Days of Night. Like it's it's fucked up. It's really cool. And maybe and it's kind of like a little bit of uh, Lost in there too. Really? Yeah. There's like this whole Ah. see. It's like these people. This, it starts out with this family that's on vacation, and all of a sudden there's a tree down in the road. 
So okay. they turn around to try and go around it and they end up in this town. So they fight, they ask how to get out and the guy's guy and the, the, the sheriff tells him go up that road and then you'll see. And of course it just keeps looping them back into the round of the town. So they're obviously trapped there and it's this whole big mystery about it. And there's all these monsters and shit and there's all these little, like little talismans that keep them out of the homes, but you have to stay inside at night. But they're not okay. quite vam- they're not quite vampires because they don't suck your blood. They like completely rip your insides out and eat everything else. Ooh. So it's like they're ghouls or something. I don't know. That part hasn't been explained yet as far into it as we are. But like you can't escape the town. There's people that have been trapped there for years. And um, what is this called? From from. Yeah. Okay. Because part of that plot sounded like another movie or another show that I watched where there was people in a town and they were stuck, but there was like weird things on the outside of the town. But it was not that. I think there was a movie kind of like that, but probably there's been a lot of stuff with that very like broad premise. It's just really cool because like the way it pulls these people into this town, like this, it's always a tree in the middle of the road, and it literally pops up. Bigfoot, dude. But it, it, but the mystery is it pops up all across the country because this family was traveling in Florida and it hit them, and these people were in Texas. There were people that went fucking Utah, and this tree popped up, and they ended up in this town. Cool. So yeah, it's really cool. So the tree is the teleport teleportation like unit or thing that knocks about that. Okay. It's it's that, really really okay. Yeah, that sounds very. It's cool. it's really fucked up and it's very gory. Interesting. Ooh. Yeah. So if you guys get a chance to check it out, like I said, it's called From and it's on Epics. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. I think I, I do have Epics downloaded, but I haven't personally watched the channel in a while, so I've never had it, so I can't. <laughs> That's all right, Bob. Never had it, never will. But yeah, so we really started getting into that. Uh, what else do we do? Not much new. I'm still trying to find a really good game to get back into. I started playing Wolfenstein: The New Order. I don't know, man. I, I listen, dude. I have tried numerous times to restart that game, and for some reason, I just fade off. And I love yeah. the Dooms and everything, and I love the old Wolfenstein. But I feel like, and this is just me spitballing. I feel like they made kind of like the game mechanics in itself almost a little too like much. And yeah. what I mean is that for anybody that's played it or hasn't played it, which I'll explain, there's a, it's, it's a standard shooter. Obviously, you could duck crush everything, blah, 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 blah. But there's just more than that, like because it's got cover stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can like peek around corners or can like look under. So it is cool that it has these elements. But I feel like when you're trying to play, there's a lot of times that those game mechanics will sometimes clunk up what you're trying to do at least for me it did it does and it increases the difficulty level so high that you're like you know what i'm just not even joining this right it, it didn't feel and i was how far did you get did um, you at least get to where you were in the hospital coming out of the coma i got a little bit out past that okay like, like just and like the, when you're in the trunk of the car and get uh to that you're now, just trying to get out yeah i did start playing and it's kind of the same mechanics but i feel they they fasten it up a little bit the old blood. That one's a little better in my opinion. And that okay. one's actually, but that one's, that was actually prequel. So it wouldn't matter. Like yeah, there's stuff that obviously alludes to it. It's, it's just frustratingly hard. You know, I just, I can't no, get that's, games that's, that are like that. Like there's people that it. love like the dark souls games and like that. And Fuck that no. dude. I've tried it. Nope. Not my bag. And what with p- the people that defend that game? They're like, Oh, what happens is you got to die a lot in the game and then you got to figure out what you're supposed to do. I'm like, no, fuck that. I don't want to die a lot in any game. The whole point it sounds like the movie Happy Sounds like Happy Death Day. You gotta die until you figure out what the fuck you cannot die. No, that's no, not an enjoyable like game. To me. It's stupid. 
Yeah. If you, yeah. If you're fighting but, it too much, you're just like, nope. Yeah, I don't have I don't have too long to wait. I know uh, Gotham Knights comes out next month, and in a couple of weeks I'll get my Shredder's Revenge physical copy for the Switch. So I'll have that. Hey, to there you go. There nice. You go. Yeah, I've been holding out for the physical because I like the little bonuses it comes with. Hey, that's fair, man. I'd get yeah. it too. I still might. Never know. But let's see. Um, yeah. Aside from that, not a whole lot going on. Like I said, my son, like his team, got absolutely annihilated on uh, Saturday's game. Like they lost seven to two, dude. But it's that's and not like terrible, I, dude. I've seen worse. Yeah. The, well, the game was it's it just really sucked because the game was at ten in the morning, so the sun was like just a bit above the horizon. It was just in that spot where it was always in the kids' eyes. Like my son's standing in front of the they're standing in front of the net like this. They can't see. Okay. So they were at a, they were at a major disadvantage because they they couldn't see what was going on. Yeah, they need to give them some shades. Yeah, that and then, we used and to be able to. I don't know how it is in soccer, but I know like in hockey, after each period, you switch sides. Right, yeah. right. Wait. No, they didn't switch sides at no. all. No. Huh. Soccer, you always switch. I don't, think, I don't know if soccer does. Not professional soccer, but in like lesser like high schools and stuff, I they do. I, I know I did. See, I would assume that they did because it's a very similar game to hockey, but they don't switch sides. So I was yeah, going to say, don't. I don't think we ever switched sides, dude, playing it as a kid. And I, know, I know I did. Sometimes, sometimes you would at halftime. Sometimes you would do a field swap at halftime, but I think that was more like field mandate, not per like actual. Um, I don't want to say this, like the regulations through the league or whatever. Right, right. But all right. But yeah, they got, and this is that was the third game they played in less than a week. Like most most places, they have like one game a week. That was their third game within six days. So they're yeah, they're they're tired. Word, well, word, yeah, word, word. They're like, we gotta go again. Fuck. Yeah, and they and they play again Thursday. So, word. All but right. No, that's it's been you know pretty calm around here. Aside from that, kids going to school. We were supposed to go to um, Del Grosso Park yesterday, which is a you know, it's a theme park. Um, word. But with two sick kids, and it was storming. So, yeah, it sucks because we like we prepaid for the tickets, and I don't think they're transferable till next year. So, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, so we didn't get to go. That's, I mean, it was fifty bucks total that were out. It's not like, oh, not like it's fifty bucks a person. Yeah, that's eh, not. No, it's not terrible. Nobody likes to wipe their ass with fifty bucks, and I'm the first one to admit it, dude, because I'm cheap as fuck. Same, but, dude, same. But there has been times where it's just like, you know, dude, there, you've lost or you spent <clears throat> way more money way faster on stupider shit. So mm-hmm. you're like, exactly. Right, so I'm not, and thankfully the kids didn't know about it. It was going right. to be a surprise to them, so it's not like they they really know that they're missing anything. Okay, okay, no, that's all right. Fine. Yeah, word, word, word. Anything hey, else yeah. fun this weekend, bud? No, that's it. How about you? Let's move it on uh, over your way. All righty, so I'll keep this short, sweet. I uh, I was kind of busy this weekend for the most part. We went to this place called Tim's Pumpkin Patch, dude, which is this big ass hoity-toity white person pumpkin patch over past this town called uh, Skinny Atlas. Which, like, if anybody knows the song Bo Berman's White Woman Instagram, that is the spot <laughs> right there, baby. Um, I was also singing uh, White People Taco Night the whole time I was there because that's all I could <laughs> fucking think of, dude. Like, there's like me dressing like horror shit as per usual and a couple of, but dude, it's like nice sweaters and women dressed as fucking uh what's his name from star wars Han solo. oh god yep. like, it's on solo season bro like full out and 
It was just, and the best part is, so like, we got there, and they they like they're not pumpkin patches of yore, right? These new pumpkin patches are fucking roided to the fucking max, dude. They're like little fucking theme parks, essentially, at this point mm-hmm. now. They, they have to be. It's insane. Or you just have beer. It's one of the two. Mm-hmm. And this place kind of does both. They actually do it really smart, and that's why. So they have a lot of beer, and they have some, and they have a bunch of activities besides your normal, like, pumpkin picking. And they have live music and shit, dude. And they got, a f- they got this big fucking store there that's got a bunch of merch in it but they got like bakeries and shit dude and they make everything like donuts blah blah you know Bro. and then they had a couple other shops too so of course i had to get a pumpkin funnel cake which was fucking <laughs> well now delicious. wait, wait, wait. My, my main question is how are the apple cider donuts did you get any so we usually do and they are always delicious yeah. but we wanted to get apple fritters this time because the the thing where i was getting the funnel cake because they didn't have the funnel cake on the inside Said apple fritters, my wife's like, I'll get that. Now, I fucking love apple fritters, dude. That is literally my favorite donut out of any donut, and I will fight them, fight people for it. (laughs) What they gave us were not, in my technicality, a fucking apple fritter. (laughs) So, is this good or bad? I liked it, but it's not an apple fritter, and my wife and kid did not. So, what it was literally just apple rings. That were coated and deep fried. That is not a fritter. That's not that's a not fucking a, that's fritter. A, that's, a, that's a deep fried apple. Yeah. Thank you. Point. I was like, no. no, this is just this is just a coated apple or a crunch. I don't even. I'm like, that's not a fritter. I'm like, it's good. And I threw a couple on top of my pumpkin uh, funnel cake because it was like the hot apple topping almost. <laughs> so it was money for me, dude. And the cider there is fucking fantastic. But we did that. We did like. The little stupid hayride, and they got the corn maze and a couple other little mazes and shit, right? And petting animals and all that stuff. Dude, we didn't even end up getting pumpkins because by the time we got through the food lines and did all the rest of the shit, everybody just kind of looked at each other. And like my sister and brother in law were like, all right, well, we're going to bounce because we don't need pumpkins and we're going to go actually get like real food. And then the wife and I were like, yeah, this place is, it was busy dude oh because like it's in the middle of the it's in the middle of fucking nowhere right so you're literally just driving and it's just 55 the whole way and then you're going down the side road and you're like there's a business down here Hmm. all right and then you pull over this null dude and then you're like oh you see the parking lot and you're like ew it was fucking (laughs) full and i was like all right I'm like fuck, dude. Everybody's here. Like, god damn, I should have known midday that's Saturday. A, that's how it's gonna be for the next month and a half. It is. Yep. It is, dude. And it was, uh, it was insane, dude. That they, they were doing fantastic. So good for them. I will say, full out. Um, kiddo, I think it was funny. We got over a cold, like Chad was talking about. Just dude, getting to school this time of year, it just it fucking sucks. I was getting over it. The wife and the kid were good, and then we went to the fucking pumpkin patch, dude. We came home, and then the kiddos instantly got, like, a headache and a fever that night, and I'm like, oh, fuck me, dude. So we waited the next day, did a COVID test, nothing. You know, obviously, we were good there. But then the wife woke up this morning. She felt like shit, but she felt like shit on a totally different level than the daughter. And I'm like, all right, y'all need to stay the fuck away. I'm going <laughs> to stay in the basement. I just got over being sick. I don't need to go from sick to fucking sick. This is bullshit. Like, nope. So... Did that, hopped over to a little con myself on Sunday because the family was not feeling so well. And it was a tiny little guy, but 
I know the dudes that are running it, so I wanted to show my support. I was supposed to be there as a cosplay group, but I just couldn't get enough members to do it. But unfortunately, it was kind of a it's okay that we didn't do it. <laughs> and uh, it's one of those. It, well, it, it, and I like to do it. I'm not trying to buy a bad mouth on Casey actually watch this because I, I want to do that. I will say he, him and I have a disagreement though, because I wanted him to do a horror con. So the, he tried doing a horror con, but he didn't do like it wasn't a full horror con. It was like a right. weird, like split horror sci-fi kind of thing. I, whatever. That's fine. But he was starting to like, he's like, man, he's like, He's like, horror cons just don't work. And I'm like, as I'm standing there with my Monster Mania 50 shirt on, I was like, well, buddy, not for fucking nothing, dude. They're on to number 53. I was like, I'm going to beg to differ. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, dude, I literally just came from this one. And not to mention, I was also in one in Jersey down in April that was nowhere near the size, but it was still a pretty solid, like, cot put on. I'm like, that was New Jersey. I'm like, listen, it's there. It's just Gotta you got to put out for it. Right. And I wish like he, he he did it kind of fast. And I wish like it was something like I want to do one around here because like I feel like there is no good ones. And I'm like, I feel like I know enough people and enough resources now at this point to where I can culminate something of a group to really want to put something good up. Like and easily I could have it stem over. Like I wouldn't even care if it stemmed into somebody else's court, even if I just got the ball rolling. You know what I mean? And just like, here you go. Somebody's got more of the mean or the power or the money to do it, then by all fucking means, go right ahead. I just want it to happen. <laughs> yep. And that's what I was trying to say. I'm like, dude, I'm like, case in point, there's nothing in fucking Sherry Hill. That town closes at 930. And I'm not shitting on it by any means. Like it, no, it, it legitimately closed it down at 930. But whatever this con did or how they fucking did it, they found this one fucking hotel that was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. And they rocked their fucking socks off, dude. And it was insane. It was awesome. And they always do. Yeah. That and that's what I'm saying to him. I'm like, you can do it, but you just got to find that initial like push. Yeah. Now for me, and I think I know what it is and I could be wrong. He didn't have any clothing vendors. And I'm like, dude, with horror people, you need clothing vendors. Yes. You need clothing vendors more than toys or any of that other shit, dude. Yep. Cause that's that. That's what I'm going to buy. And then artwork comes second. And then actors for me third. But, you know, obviously, everybody, that depends on every, who's at the show. I don't, I don't even no, no, really no. care much about it. Like I said, everybody's shit's different, but I'm not going to get into that, dude. You know what I mean? That's just everybody's taste. I'm just saying for me personally, I'm all about the swag. Dude, but, dude, dude, we're 30 minutes into this shit, so we're going to fucking end this. Yeah, and we're going to actually start talking. talking about what the fuck we're here to talk about today because, holy shit, we wasted way too much time. So that is 1990s Darkman. And, Bobby, I'm going to hand this over to you because it is your pick, buddy. Thank you very much. So, Dr. Peyton Westlake is on the verge of realizing a major breakthrough in the creation of synthetic skin when his laboratory is blown up by gangsters. Having been burned beyond recognition and forever altered by an experimental medical procedure, Westlake becomes known as Darkman, assuming alternate identities in his quest for revenge and a new life with his former love. Directed by Sam Raimi. Drag Me to Hell, Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness, and Evil Dead, and all of that good stuff. Written by... Yeah, we, know that. we all know <laughs> that. <laughs> Written by Sam Raimi. Need I say more? I'll just say Spider-Man. There you go. Uh, Chuck pa- Farfer? Far. I, I think far? the P is silent. We'll say Far. Okay, I, I think, yeah, you're probably Far. Navy Seals? No, 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 no. You have to say it like uh, that guy said it on Clerks. Ooh, Navy Seals. 
Woo! Navy SEALs. <laughs> if, uh, if you guys saw Clerks, you'd know. <laughs> uh, also Virus and Ivan Ramey. Uh, John, what Spider- happened? We can't hear first, you. First Clerks? Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, I remember when I had Randall myself was... muted because I went to run and get me some bubbly. Sorry. Yeah, it's, a, it's the part where Randall was talking about working in the video store and people will just rent the dumbest things they can. And then it starts to shows the guy, ooh, Navy SEALs. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Sounds like you found a porno when he said it, though. Like, <laughs> uh, Ivan Ramey, Spider-Man 3, Drag Me to Hell. Produced by Rob Tapper, The Grudge, and 30 Days of Night. John, hey. give me a All rundown right. of the names that I can't fuck up this week. <laughs> Maybe I can. We'll see. I'm not even gonna try though. If it happens, it happens. All right, we got see, Liam I have, Neeson. I don't. I don't have to try. <laughs> we got Liam Neeson canceling podcasts everywhere from Star Wars One, Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, and Batman Begins as Doctor Peyton Westlake slash Dark Man. We have Francis McDormand from Fargo and Transformers: Dark of the Moon as Julie Hastings. See, I knew her from Fargo, but I did not see her. I didn't see that Transformers so. Colin. That was the last decent one. Was it? Well, Bumblebee was pretty good, too. Bumblebee yes. was fantastic, dude. I did watch that. Uh, Colin Friel's Dark City and... Oh, wow, Dark City. I haven't thought of that movie in forever. <laughs> that, was, that was a good movie. Water Rats as Louis Strack Jr., Larry Drake, Dr. Giggles, and L.A. Law as Robert G. Durant, Nelson Mashita from Independence Day, and Bruce Almighty as Yakito Yakity. Yanagito. Yakito Yanagito. Wow, what a fucking terrible name. <laughs> Ted Raimi. What the hell is he in? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good question. It's literally Mark. everything Sam's ever done, he's done. And then some. Pretty much any 80s horror movie, you could find him in there. Blood Rage was a perfect one. That's where he was selling rubbers right at the <laughs> beginning, dude. And Xena Warrior Princess as Rick Anderson. Nicholas Worth from Don't Answer the Phone and Hell Comes to Frogtown. Hell comes the frog town. I've, not, I've never seen it either. Wasn't that that was the one was from the eighties, right? Eighty six, probably. Yeah, it has Rowdy Roddy Piper in it. Yep, yep. Okay, as Polly Mazzucelli. All right, Mazu. I'm still gonna say Mazzucelli because I like it. Dan Hicks from Evil Dead Two and Intruder as Skip Altwater. Jesse Lawrence Ferguson from The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. What the fuck is that? That is the fucking weird. The movie is just as weird as the title. I bet. And Prince of Darkness as Eddie Black, Raphael H. Robledo. Robledo? We're going to go with that. Toy Soldiers and a low, dirty, low down, dirty shame as Rudy Guzman. Dan Bell from Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2 as Sam Smiley Rogers. I was actually just thinking about watching Wayne's World 2. That's all. That's the second one. Two as in 200, sir. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The second hey, both is just as good as the first. Yes, wow. it is. Both are easily quotable, regardless. Definitely. Arsenio Sunny Trinidad from the Karate Kid Part 2 and The Shadow as Hung Fat. <laughs> I just love that name. <laughs> hung Fat. He's a little hung. Great name. You know what's funny is he fought. Was he? Wasn't he a bad guy in the Shadow? I've never seen the Shadow. Well? It's just another dude with kind of like it. it he looks like Dark Man. <laughs> we'll get into that. It's in my yeah. Awesome. Okay, continuing a manic music by Danny Elfman. We all know who the fuck is. Like, dude, Danny Elfman is so famous that if you don't 
listen to musical scores very often, you still know who the fuck Danny Elfman is. Bro, Danny Elfman is so specific. You can literally hear three notes from that motherfucker, and you're just like, oh, Danny's here. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Uh, Cinematography by Bill Pope, Fire in the Sky, and Spider-Man 2. Edited by... You would have never guessed cinematography from a Spider-Man movie. Right? What? (laughs) (laughs) And it was the good one, too. Hey, the first one's great, too. Oh, the second one's the best. It's the best. Oh, the yeah. second one is my favorite, hands down, that, probably that is top the gold three super hand. Yeah, that's gold standard. That is. But I still love the first one, dude. No yeah. doubt. So do I. Yeah. All right. Uh, edited by Bud S. Smith, The Karate Kid, and The Replacements, which is another Oh, I love The Replacements so much. Great, great movie. And David Stiven, who did The Road Warrior, Mad Max 2, and Crocodile Dundee. Must love them Aussies. We love them right? saucy Aussies. Effects and makeup by Tony Gardner. Did Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky. Also did uh, Cult of Chucky. Seed of Chucky was black. Curse was good. good. Cult wasn't as good. Seed was the worst. Seed was awful. Mm -hmm. Seed was just a laugh fest, not even scary. That's why I hated it. Yeah, there you go. It it got too hokey. And uh, Larry Hamlin, who who did uh, Dark Angel and Universal Soldier, distributed by Universal Pictures, runtime of 96 midgets. What? Rated R for mature audiences, budget of 14 mil, and it actually grossed 48.8 mil. Damn. Pretty successful. This was very successful when it came Mm -hmm. out. Yeah. All right. So, gentlemen, let's discuss this. I believe, and I could be wrong, this was nobody's first time catching this movie, right? Definitely not. This was probably my 500th time watching this. I was going to say, this is definitely like a solid, like, this is a solid rewatch, probably once or twice a year. I got to say, man, I have probably not watched this movie in well over a decade. That's Maybe that's what longer. I said. I said this is probably the first time I've seen it in about 20 years. It's uh, I used to watch this as a kid all the time <laughs> because I had it recorded off of HBO on tape. But then it was also on TV all the time. So anytime it was on TV, it was one of those ones where I would just stop what I was doing. I was like, ooh, dark man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's like Die Hard. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter where it is in the movie. You have to like, put it on. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching dude, Die Hard, dude. I am not 100% sure, but I am relatively very strongly sure that in one of my totes in the basement where I have all my novels, I have the novelization of Darkman. Ooh, really? I'll have to double check. I know I have. I got some strange ones in there. I have Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I have, I have the novelization of Predator 2. That got a novelization? Mm-hmm. Everything gets a novelization. Oh yeah, back in the eighties and nineties, fuck yeah, dude. And I would, if I if I, I would go buy and read the book before I would usually go see the movie. It was funny though because then you could buy the actual book, then go see the movie, and then buy the book again that's based off the movie. And like, what the fuck is going on here? It kind (laughs) of makes me wonder how different that book was than the movie. Do you remember? You don't remember? I don't remember. Okay. Okay. So, I gotta say, man. I'm assuming this is probably Sam Raimi's first superhero movie that at least I know of. Yep. Yes. But it's fantastic, it was, dude. It was also it, it was his first mainstream studio film, too. Yeah. That makes sense. And he was actually one of the few like directors that said I actually enjoyed it, like doing it, because everybody knows when you're working for a major studio. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, if you're an independent director, it's never usually a a great experience. And Carpenter okay. is another one who had that as well. Now, I'm glad that Raimi enjoyed doing this and it did well, because clearly, if you have watched this, there are so many elements brought into his Spider-Man series Mm -hmm. after the fact. And let me just say, 
I almost feel it's almost close to the music even in the montage scene. Now, when I say this specifically, it's oh, when, yeah, Dark, yeah. when yeah. Darkman is like trying to figure out all the shit after he's after he, you know, he's done his exploded thing and he is Darkman now. But he's in the lab and it's doing all the stuff and the things yeah. just flying across the screen. That's totally Toby trying to figure out his costume when he's drawing it. Mm-hmm. That's literally the yeah. same exact scene, same exact kind of art style setup, everything. And I loved it. And I instantaneously flashed in my head. And that's all I could see was Toby fucking drawing a thing. But then it went to fucking Jack Black drawing things. And it was like, not gay enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn it, Jack Black Spider-Man again. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's fantastic. Like he, he hits the superhero. How do I want to say this? Like what you need for a superhero film or even story, I should yeah. say. Like he hits everything you need, you get. You know what I mean? You get the origin, you get his sad backstory, which every good hero kind of needs some kind of a sad backstory, at least at some point. Which obviously him is just getting completely fucking mutilated. So, mm-hmm. th- that's what I like about this movie is most most superhero movies, their backstory happened before this movie or before. Yeah, this right, right, right. Like here, we see why. Like, and, like his sad story was is also his turning. Like that was right. literally like that. He's was, also the one where it's like you know some superheroes like their stuff was dealt with years ago. Uh, he has to deal with it for the rest of his life. It's never going to go away. And I gotta say, man, like the effects in this, some of them were a little wonky. You got to mm-hmm. give it with the time, especially yeah. when he's like riding around on the fucking helicopter and shit. Yeah, and just like which, by the way. Bravo to that stuntman, whoever was doing the far <laughs> shots, because holy shit, dude. Could you imagine actually doing that? Just holding on to the fucking string, just getting flown around through the city? Like, oh my god. No. I mean, I, no, but I would probably be the I'd be the stupidest one to be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, you are getting duct tape and you are just like wrapping me around it 150 I'd be times. like, just wrap my hand. It's okay. I've lived a decent life. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, duct tape me and then throw the dark man coat over me so it looks still loose. And st- you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, like, but the other stuff, like some of the weird effects, like case in point, when he was, when he put like Ted Rainey into the street, like they kind of had up that weird almost, it was like it was sped up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain that. I feel like that's the right way. Like, it, it doesn't, it seems like the, footage is going faster than what the like the audio is at normal pace yeah but the yeah. way he was moving around and just like well, they probably shot it at a low speed to make it see because that way they could just make the cars go like really really super slow and then right. when they they play it back at a f- faster speed it looks like the cars are actually zooming by oh, when they're really going sense. like five miles an hour or something like but that like first pop out he does with them dude like i always love the look on his face dude he just looks so like like all like almost like an animated doll but you mm-hmm. you can see it's really i don't know it's weird dude like he's got like and it's like the way his mouth is open and everything and not for nothing homies there's definitely some parts in this that gave me hardcore like evil dead or army of darkness moments like oh, when he's gosh. arguing with himself and everything like that like i mean he looks like evil ash mm-hmm. let's be honest yeah he, like, does. he does and the weird part is, is and, and shit. now that you say that though just think this was made two years before that right so it's like no three yeah. right three because you 90, 92 93. 
was it 92 when 93 Army... is it yeah and technically this was probably made in 89 because they were mentioning 89 and i i know that was on the dates during the contracts like when you saw the coffee stain and stuff so but bob's checking he's like wait a minute here hold on my horror shit's doesn't feel no, like it's it. 1992. I'm, Don't tell me. It's 1992. I thought it was three. Oh, shit. No, 1990. I'm like, I fucking know my shit. I, it's I, I, I apologize. I thought it was 93. <laughs> no, because I, I think because he probably did this movie and had to start prepping for that because that movie was for him huge because of all the shit he had to do. Think about that. But, but by the way, I'm getting the uh, 4K of Army of Darkness next week. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. Wasn't that and that was with Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, right? No, no. It's just a 4K, four-disc set of Army of Darkness. Oh. Army is the only one. There's there was a, one that was coming with a split with Army, though. I thought it was Army and Evil Dead 2, and then I thought mm-hmm. there was another one with Evil Dead OG and Evil Dead 2013 on it. No, no. I know there's a split set of the first and second one. And I know right, I Scream, Scream does have the rights to the uh, the 4K of 2013, but this is just a four-disc set of Army of Darkness. Okay. Because you get four different cuts of the movie. Okay, so the one I did see, um, I I know it was a split one, and I'll find it because they said the problem with the split one is it only has the 4K version of the, the theatrical cut. Theatrical cut, right? Because they couldn't get. The I th- that's the only the- that is that's the only one that's in 4K. Is the oh okay, cut. so it's the same with that too. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. But no, man. This movie, gentlemen, I mean, whatever you, I feel like I've said it so much already. I'll say this about this movie because I actually think it's true. I'm sure, but I'm a superhero, but I I like, you know, this movie feels more like a comic book than any other comic book movie that is based off a comic book. Pretty much. By how it's shot. Like, even some of the wonky scenes with the CGI, but I'm like, yeah, but that, it's nostalgic, but I'm like, that feels like a comic book. This feels like a comic book movie, and yet we have all these comic book movies that don't. Especially especially his meltdown at the carnival. That was very comic book-esque. Yeah. Like, so for me, like, this is like, this is, I call it, well, not perfect, but I want to say a quintessential comic book Superman movie that doesn't have a comic book, at least right. before it came out. You know what I mean? Wait, what no, I love did, about this? What I love this, about this? I is, thought this, this is, did have a comic before, or no? Not before. No. They, oh, okay, okay. Ad, there was a comic book adaptation. There, I'll get. I do have it in my notes. There's a comic book adaptation. There was a comic book sequel. Yeah, and, and that was done before they decided to make the uh, the actual the actual sequel. sequel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. So I mean, but I, I but I love what I love about this movie is like it mixes so many other things together so well, because obviously, you know, it's a, it's basically a ripoff of the shadow and Batman. And there's parts of like mm-hmm. the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Oh, hardcore Phantom. Big vibe, time Phantom dude. of the Opera vibes. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's great because, you know, he's not, he's not a hero with your normal moral compass. He doesn't no. care. He doesn't That's care. That's great. This is a revenge film more than anything, like we said prior. But I'm trying to think. There was um, – it's funny you mentioned uh, the fan of the opera because there was one particular scene that really made me think about that too. And I think it was when he was with his – the fuck is that? Oh, train. Is that a train? Oh. Yeah. I was like, what <laughs> was that? Uh, midnight. Hold train. on a second, guys. I'll be right back. No problem. Okay. Oh, Chad Daddy's going to be. Pee pee. He's got a pee pee. 
Oh, no, no people. Saw that booty. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. So, no, but the this movie had, like, the great horror where I was going with. It has some good horror elements, especially with, like, the body horror. With his face yes. starting to melt and everything. I've well, it also with that he, that he can literally basically be anybody with anything. Because he has... I, I like the fact that, you know, most superheroes have a superpower. He does and he doesn't. His superpower is he, he doesn't feel pain. And he has right, a strength. He, he has a strength now because his like nerve endings are pretty much shot. He's a Terminator, pretty much. But he's also... I say a superpower because everybody else doesn't rely on science. He's literally like, well, I have a thing here that could literally turn me into anything, anyone I need to be. So yeah, like to me, I now, if somebody now asked me what would be your superpower, I'd be like, I want to, I want, I can't feel pain. And I could be a scientist who could be like, Hey, guess what? I could figure out how to turn your face into my face. And there could be two of us. So with only the, not only, pain thing was he they also said he was stronger too yeah right? it increased because, his strength too because it was yeah. the adrenaline the adrenaline, the adrenaline yeah, was right. running unchecked right right okay so not only you're not feeling pain but now you're also like twice the strength of the average man <laughs> uh, but he also it was also done in a way where yeah he was strong but it's not like so over the top you, right, right, but you knew he was strong, though. But I loved his snaps, like the, the I love the how it always would go through his eye, and you would see the weird fucking like brain shit just like fucking firing. Yeah, and then there's like, an explosion. And yeah, and then just like him like tweaking out, dude, and, like getting angry. The, like, like you said at the carnival, I thought like, and each time he like tweaked, it was different each time. It wasn't the same exact thing, which I thought was cool too. Like they always changed it a little bit, but like that one. The way they like went in, like where he was kind of like shocked, and then came out, and he was just fucking like, Argh! I don't know. That was just a cool little weird transition. I'm glad that we got it like what almost three times. I want to say uh, we got the original breakout. We got the original breakout. We got that, and I feel like we got one time when he was at least there was in one time in his costume. Lab. There was mm-hmm. one time in his lab. Yep. All right. So yeah, it might have been a couple, like fucking even more than I thought. Um. Chad, you stepped away, but I wanted to mention like what's some good horror elements with this movie. Once again, I said was uh like body horror, mm-hmm. especially with the face melting and everything, dude. Yeah. Obviously, we get some not over the top. I'm trying to think of some over the top kill stuff here. Like, I mean, there's nothing really. We like, get, we get. I think you could probably say in a weird way some real life kind of kills they're not meant to be over the top right yeah there's, there's two people that get thrown three people that get thrown off buildings we get some thing we get some digit chopping you, you know get, that's always you, good you get fucking a guy getting run over in the middle of the street and you know like right yeah he gets flattened by a tire like it's all gruesome shit but it's just nothing i mean it might come it might be a little bit hard when it comes to uh favorite kill for that pick but and i and I think that was well. I think it was done like that because he looks so gruesome, right? You see enough blood, and you see jaw and one eye is mi- like kind of missing. I'm not gonna lie. That. I feel like there's not enough cosplays of this out there, and I kind of almost want to do it. 
Bro, I've been thinking about it for a while. I'm like, you know, it would be. Do, I would fucking do Dark Man. It would be fun to just be in that character to just fucking like run around and be like, just be all pissed <laughs> off all the fucking time. Like, I am Dark Man. Like, I don't know. It'd be cool. Um, and then you can just come in with different mask, like just a random like celebrity mask, and just put that on. And be like, yeah, now this. You put it on over the mask you have, and then you rip it off at the right time, and it's like, I am Dark. So is there anything else we want to discuss on this movie? I mean, is there anything we want to bring? Like, obviously, director, we fucking love all the way. Dude, the mm-hmm. style's I mean, fantastic. Liam Neeson was wonderful. <laughs> Young this, Liam was, ne- <laughs> this was his first big action role, too, by the way. So yeah. I got to say, man, watching this movie always as a kid, I don't know what it is, dude, but Liam Neeson has always looked old to me. Mm-hmm. Like, even though he's young in this movie, yeah, yeah. you base it off of his older movies. I mean, no he offense, but Francis McDormand old. didn't look too young either. No. No, 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 no. There, it, people aged weird in the 80s, man. It was not a good time for people. Like, people that were 27 looked like they were fucking 52. <laughs> just this is wondered. true. This is very true. Right. But, I mean, is there anything else specifically? If not, we can uh, pop up Brody and see what he's got to say. Uh, I want to hear what the yeah. Brody has to say. All righty. We'll go over to the DKB. Because I also have to pee real quick. Oh, perfect timing then. All right. Let's see what the DKB <laughs> has to say. Well, howdy fucking duty there, folks. It's your DKB back for another episode of Goromore. And this week I'm here to talk to you about Dark Man. <clears throat> uh, just let me start off by saying that how much I really appreciate this film for what it is. It doesn't take itself too serious, and it's an absolute fucking wild ride from start to finish. Um, I enjoy it every time I put it on the TV. Um, it's a fucking fantastic film. I can just get lost in it. I mean, I can, I can just enjoy it, sit back, and just chill the fuck out and have a good fucking time. Um, definitely top-tier Raimi for me. It's up there with the monks and the likes of uh, Evil Dead 1 and 2. Um, you know, he's definitely got that director's trademark in this um, of bringing that slapstick comedy horror over and yet somewhat introducing 80s exploitative themes and the subgenre of this vigilante justice to turn it into like a superhero-esque type film, probably more so an anti-hero film. Um, but, yeah, what, what I really like about it the most is that Sam Raimi's able to actually, you know, um, give us enough time to get emotionally invested with the characters themselves, especially Liam Neeson's character um, playing or Liam Neeson playing Dark Man. And it's great to see Liam Neeson doing something a little bit, something different outside his comfort zone. I mean, the, the, the action is there from his previous filmography film, uh, the films in his fucking filmography. Um, but not only that, we definitely get the slapstick humor and the horror comedy, uh, the horror element laced within his character sprinkled with a little bit of emotional loss and grief so it's it's, it's great to see um you know him do something a little bit different and when he breaks the end in some scenes you're like you really feel you really feel for his character because we are there on this journey with him from start to finish and we we know what he's somewhat going through i guess and um we really want him to seek vengeance on these fucking uh, goons that try to hurt him and then that's the other thing with the goons you know uh the slapstick humor is introduced where we have each and every single one of them um, just unique in their own little weird way. Uh, it's funny to see them um, interact with each other, where it's the dialogue 
all aware of its dark man killing him because that's where we also get some uh, slapstick humor. Um, it's just it's, it's just a wild fucking ride, this film, and it works on so many fucking levels. And I mean, only Sam Raimi could pull something off like this um, with the directorial um, visual aspect that he's able to achieve and bring to life in most of his films where it's funny, um, sad, really emotional, and just fun. Fun from start to finish. Um he really knows how to create this world. Um, just It's just a unique fucking weird little film. I just love it. I love it for what it is. And the character, uh, visual representation of uh, Liam Neeson's character, you know, he's definitely got this um, The Mummy-inspired and Phantom of the Opera-like presence about him. You know, he's just really trying to be normal again it's really fucking hard to watch and then when he kills the fucking goons it's like yes yes they're getting what's coming and it's absolutely great to see unfold um absolutely love this film i'm gonna have to give this film a gormor score of a 4.5 so this is your dkb signing out and i look forward to hearing what you guys have to say about this film um so yeah cheers Wow. Well, 4.5. Cheers. Uh, cheers to I agree TV. with that. 4.5. I'm not going to lie. Brody went way higher than what I expected and almost probably what even I was going to go. Yeah. But maybe the motherfucker will make me change my mind. We'll see. I, I don't think I don't think I'm going to change uh, my mind. I, I'm no. I'm pretty set on what I'm going to give the film. I know. Uh, I'm glad he I'm glad he also picked up on the uh, the Phantom of the Opera hints. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, yeah. and I don't. It's not like I've ever really even watched Phantom of the Opera, man. Same. You know what I mean? Like, I only know enough because of how just a, much I absorbed through cultural bullshit as <laughs> a lot of things. I mean, dude, there's a lot. That's, I mean, case but point, you're not dude, wrong. It's all every, no, no, it's no, everywhere. Case in point, it's dude, everywhere. I know Star Wars only through people knowing Star Wars. You know what I mean? But I still know enough of it because everybody fucking knows it. So it's like, well, all right. Hey, I was sitting here. I had a thought. Listening to Brody because he was talking about you know this is one of his favorite Sam Raimi films. And I'm I'm sitting there thinking you know it is a good Sam Raimi film. It is, but this is just my opinion. I think Sam Raimi peaked with Spider-Man Two, like Evil Dead One, Two. Then he went down a little with Dark Man, shot up with Army of Darkness, then went down a little bit for a few years and came back up in Spider-Man and Spider-Man Two. And then I like Drag Me to Hell. I'm sorry, I did not like Drag, drag me, me to Hell. I did not like. And I don't know mm. if it I, – I, I watched it once and only when it came out. I feel like I would have to rewatch it again to give it a full, like, fair review because there's a lot of shit I don't remember. I just remember Same. coming out not enjoying it. I, I, think, what? I think the reason why that movie got the hype that it did is because while Sam Raimi – I think at that point he didn't direct anything for a while. No, that was no, his return. That, 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 that was his, like, return. So – and yep, it was yep, okay. Yep. It's, you know – Nothing I'd read home about. No, no, I no. Like, but I, I feel like Spider-Man 2 was his peak. You know what it was, dude? And I think, I, and that's why I said I feel like I personally need to watch it again. Because I think I went in with way too high expectations of expecting Evil Dead 4. I think and that was think wrong. And that was wrong of me. But I was also young and naive. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? And I'm going to say that, dude. Hey, you know what? We have a couple slots we could... We could, maybe we, we should could, we, we may may have to revisit it yeah and it may, you, maybe you, not this year if we throw it in fucking next year i don't yeah. care dude that's fine. but but, but maybe now that, this year. 
Go ahead. I can't hear John now. You can't hear me? Now I hear you. Okay. You are just starting to pop a little bit, homie. Just give you a heads up now. All right. But, I'll, I'll change it in a sec. But were you going to say what I think you were going to say before about? Go ahead. Well, now that we're talking about Raimi, I mean, how many Raimi films have we done? Just out of curiosity. This is uh, the only one. This is the only one. Uh, maybe never maybe next year uh, we could throw in a Raimi month. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I mean, you could do maybe two Evil Deads. You could do a Spider-Man. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's Raimi. You could throw in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I would say no to Spider-Man just because there's It's not horror. The only the only horror part is the 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 hospital scene is the best fucking goddamn scene. Right? Ah, it's so That is the most Sam Raimi scene out of any of the Spider-Man films. Dude. I okay, so when I was working, we're gonna go. I fucking I hate myself for doing this, but I'm kidding. So when I was building <laughs> the Doc Ock cosplay, dude, like obviously, and Bob knows, dude, and then anybody that builds cosplay, <laughs> you watch the movie in the background, dude, right? Yes. Dude, so I have fucking Spider Man 2. I watched the first one and the third one just to, but I had two almost on repeat, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it did, and I never, it was background noise. I would sometimes I would look over like that scene, you know, or a, a scene. But it'd be mostly like listening to it. But every time that fucking scene in particular, that hospital scene came on, dude, I would stop what I was doing and just go over and actually just stand at the TV, dude. Because <laughs> yeah. I could never get enough of that fucking, oh my God, it's so good. And then the behind the scenes shit of watching that. And then also like during the orb explosion, like I love how they fuck it. Like, I, dude. Physical props will always be fantastic to me, dude, yes. regard, like anything. And that yeah. shit is where it's at. And I can't go out anymore because it'll just be fucking. <laughs> it'll be the we'll rest be of here time. all night. We could, we could go on all night about Spider-Man, too, because it's, exactly. it's that good. But yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, like I said, you know, I feel like maybe we should revisit Drag Me to Hell at some point. I mean, the ending was pretty cool. Yeah, I don't ending, remember I, it. Yeah. I honestly don't remember it. So I'm going to say, yeah, I agree. I, and I, I think that's the. We should just leave it at that. Well, uh, well, we'll what I'll say one more thing on I I think it was a decent movie, but I think it should have been harder. Like it should have been a rated R movie. I think maybe. All right, yeah, yeah. That, right, yeah I mean, there there is an unrated cut. I don't remember if I've seen it though. It's not much different, really. Oh. It's been a while since, I, right. but I'll tell you right now, it's not that much different. Okay. All right. So Brody gave us a four point five. I feel like we've discussed this enough, dude. Pretty much, if you've seen any other Raimi film, you're going to get this movie, man. It's his. He has a very particular style, especially with the 80s and his Evil Dead flair, dude. And like this hits it well. I even feel like I said, there's a lot of the areas where he, uh, Darkman himself, when he's having his moments and he's freaking out. It just it reminds me of like when Ash is almost in the cabin in number two and he starts like doing this. like there's a lot of even when he's getting thrown like when he's getting fucked up before he gets turned into dark man and he's getting thrown into the um help me out gentlemen uh oh, cabin. Um, yes oh yeah the- that's full on like how many times have we seen that shot but i love it you know what and i mean it's, it's, and it's usually at the expense of bruce campbell Correct. It always <laughs> is. Usually, it always is. Dude. Bruce Campbell, which we got Bruce Campbell. We didn't even mention. Mm-hmm. We did get Bruce Campbell, and I know this is probably going to be in Chad Daddy's notes. Bruce Campbell was the man who was actually supposed to be Dark Man. Yep. yep. But the studio but, said no. Right. 
So and I, and and honestly, what I will say is, I I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much with him as Darkman. I'll be honest. It would have been a different Darkman. It wouldn't have been. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it right up. It's gonna be. A, it would be a different Darkman. Uh, so uh, and no disrespect to Bruce. Bruce I don't know because we've no. seen we've seen Bruce Campbell do serious. Yeah, yeah but, and I'm not saying he can't. Yeah, what but, I'm saying is if he was Darkman, they wouldn't. That would completely have changed Army of Darkness because if they had him looking like Evil Ash already, they're not going to have. You know what I mean? I feel like this would have stemmed a whole different fucking universe, regardless. I, yeah, you're probably right. And I also think not so much that he can do serious. I don't think it would have been as a sympathetic character as it was, which is it's bullshit that he didn't get, he didn't get it because I'm pretty sure right before this. Was fucking Scuba Steve's fucking love maniac cop, and he had the fucking main lead in that. He wasn't like, yeah, I mean, he was he was still a dick in that. He was cheating <laughs> on his wife, <laughs> but he had the main rope lead. You know what I mean? Like the dude fucking he played it, he sold it. I don't know. That sucks. Anyways, seeing we're talking about behind the scenes stuff, Chad Daddy, why don't you give a, give us what we got? Okay, well, believe it or not, Bill Paxton was almost cast as Peyton Westlake, according to Paxton. What? He told his friend. Told his friend Liam Neeson about the audition. When Neeson got the role, Paxton was so angry that he didn't speak to him for months. Oh, shit. I hear uh, a train. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's nice. Bobby, go control the trains. God, I can't <laughs> do anything. Uh, go stop that train, Superman. Right? Bill Paxton is Dark Man. That would have been a way different Dark Man. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I can't see Bill Paxton as Dark Man. No. Like this. Know. Like Liam Neeson hits the crazy right. He does. I'm not does. saying Paxton can't hit crazy. He can, but his crazy is a little different. His crazy is a little bit more like low key psychological shit, dude. Where you're just like, oh, Paxton's into some shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. As much as I liked him in like Frailty, loved him in Frailty. I mean, '90s Bill Paxton was still kind of more Hudson than anything else. Because yeah. look at him in the uh, look at look at him in Predator Two. Wow. Yeah, Twister. I say Twister. Twister he was. Dad. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but that was what ninety four, ninety five, something like 96. that. Yeah, ninety six. Yeah, but you said nineties, right? Like if you if you want to say eighties hit, like yeah, eighties is he's full on. Okay, that. we'll go late eighties, early nineties. How about that? Because like yeah, you're right though. I like his character in Predator too. Like he wasn't. He wasn't see, exactly now, but, the same, but, but he was see, pretty close, though. See, now I want to see that, though. I, I don't know why I would like to see him. Maybe I don't know. I, I would. I would rather see a Bruce Campbell than a than a. I Bill would like Paxton to see Bruce. Cam- I would like to see Bruce Campbell do it because I feel like I felt like there was already scenes where it almost felt like Bruce Campbell was doing some shit. Just the way in like the voice mannerisms and stuff, it felt full on. I don't know. And maybe just because I'm drawing it from obviously the Raimi's other movies. So. Right, yeah. Fair enough. But what else we got, Chad Daddy? Okay, so for the role of Dark Man, Sam Raimi wanted someone who could play a monster with the soul of a man, someone who could do all that beneath a lot of makeup. He also really liked Liam Neeson's Gary po- Gary Cooper esque charisma. Uh, Neeson was drawn to the operatic nature of the story and the inner turmoil of the character. To research the role, Neeson contacted the Phoenix Society, an organization that helps accident victims with severe disfigurements adjust to re entering oh. society. No shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. He went balls deep researching this role. You know what? That makes so much more sense of why he was in this role versus like anybody like who would, you know, obviously like Campbell and shit like that. Because 
when you think of Raimi and you think of even just the given topic of like dark superhero, Liam Neeson coming to like head role is not, especially Liam Neeson now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, astound actor, Liam. <laughs> I will find you. But, and I will get to you. you yeah, I only saw the first one and it was good. I didn't, yeah, I didn't see I feel it. like I didn't, I didn't need to see beyond because no. I feel like when you have I'm gonna side note on that one. I feel like when you get to the second taken, like, bro. No. It's like Die Hard 2. How can like the same you have the same guy twice? Yeah. Like you yeah, literally okay. should have now, granted, it was more of a revenge one in the second one because they came for his daughter and his wife and blah blah. But <clears throat> you think he would know that they're gonna come for him. You know what I mean? Oh. He knows this shit. I'm not even gonna go that route. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, just yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Liam Neeson worked 18-hour days in 10-piece makeup, but he liked the challenge and the idea of working behind a mask on camera, as well as exploring the possibilities this entailed. He also had input on the costume he wore as Dark Man, especially the cloak. The hardest part was speaking with false teeth because he didn't want them to move at all. Yeah, you can definitely hear in some of the spot where. Like well, if you think about it, when you're but missing... that would be more that would be a more realistic way of speaking because he doesn't have any fucking lips anyway, so he can't really yeah. enunciate certain That's letters. That's true. No, you're right. You're right. I'm looking up a dark man mask right now. <gasps> I say so they are cool looking, bro. They are really fucking cool looking. I was looking them up before. I gotta, I gotta pull. The I don't want the one with the eyes though. I think I want the one with the eyes. No, you want the one without the eyes, or you could yeah. just buy it and cut the eyes out. I could, dude. I'm gonna be dark man. Yep. I'm going to be fat, dark man. All right. Keep going. (laughs) Joel and Ethan Cohen, close friends of Sam Raimi, did some uncredited doctoring on the finished script. Wait, who did? Sorry. Cohen Brothers. Joel and Ethan Cohen. No shit. Oh, uh, John, real quick. I know it's probably a lot of money, but they do make a silicone version. Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. But if if you want one, then you could really move with it. Just saying. Right. What about just makeup appliances? Would that... That's. I feel like that would be the best way to go, but I would think, yeah, yeah, but, it would be. I mean, here's the thing: I don't. The mask can be all right, and I can do a little bit of repainting, but I'm still gonna mummify the thing, dude. You know what I mean? Because I want the straps and shit, dude. So like, that's gonna add the extra layer to like hide the shittiness <laughs> of this. <laughs> it's only forty bucks, dude. It's only 40 bucks from fucking. I'll just get now. it. Just fucking get it. You know I might, dude. My wife's going to be like, for real, another one. I'm like, yes, another one. Hey, Emily's on. Emily, what's up? What's Hi, up? Emily. Oh, my goodness. Hello. Yeah. Welcome. Hello. I haven't seen you in forever. Okay, so right? continuing on. Uh, Sam Raimi originally wanted to base this movie on The Shadow and had to create the character of Dark Man when he couldn't obtain the rights. Unable to secure the rights to both the Shadow and Batman, which he was trying to get, Sam Raimi wrote his own character, capable of changing his own face, drawing inspiration from the Hunchback of Notre Dame, the Phantom of the Opera, and the Elephant Man. In 2006, Raimi tried again to make a Shadow film with Batman producer Michael E. Uslan, but the project never materialized. So he was still trying his damnedest to make a uh, Shadow movie. Hmm. I need to rewatch The Shadow, man, because... I don't know, man. It has Alec Baldwin. I just want to distance myself from anything he's in anymore. I love Beetlejuice, dude. I can't. I can't. Uh, yeah. I love That might be the exception. Much. That's like the only one that I will ever watch all the time with Alec Baldwin in. But, yeah. I... I don't know, man. It's been a long time since I watched... See, 
I used to have action figures when I was a kid from The Shadow. So that's why <laughs> I've, I've never watched The Shadow. So I've never watched The Shadow, and I've never watched The Phantom, and I feel like the I'd really f- like The Phantom. Phantom was better, I think, in my if I remember right. I only saw them both once when I was a kid, and they're both. Like, had, like hey, the Phantom has Billy Zane, so you got me there. Right, that's what I'm saying. Was Billy awesome. Zane's fucking fantastic. Sexy. Whoa! Oh shit! Scared the shit what out the of fuck? me. <laughs> we got ghosts. Just fell. We got ghosts. <laughs> what the fuck was that, Jason? Jesus fucking Christ! Just that's a nice uh, asshole. You know what that, that is? Was, that that was the Phantom. It was fucking Harvey, dude. Just fucking that, that was at that me. had that had. <laughs> been, you, no, I. You know what it was? You know who it was? Don't no, say her name. No, it was Harvey. No, it was Harvey, dude. It was two. It was oh nine remake, bro. He was jumping at me. <laughs> Anyways, don't say it. Anyways, what else we got, Chad? Eddie? The editing process was extremely difficult. The editor allegedly had a nervous breakdown and left the production. The Universal executives were also rather nervous with some of the wild things in the film and insisted they be taken out. Sam Raimi confessed that the studio movie making, as opposed to independent filmmaking, didn't fulfill him in the same way. However, Raimi attributed Universal's marketing campaign to Darkman's success at the box office. Ooh. Okay, so I was kind hey, of man. he didn't enjoy it, but at the same time it was like, hey, he didn't guys. hate it because he did. He he moved on and you know did other big studio films. You know, yeah, especially with did, Sony. But I do want to know what was taken. Do you have? A, is there a what's taken out or we? I had, I only know one scene so far, and it was. I'll get into that later. I would really, really love to see because the original cut was like two hours and forty five minutes. I want that. What? Cut. I want that fucking cut. Yeah. Does that exist? No, I don't think so. Remember, this was back when they didn't save. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It could exist. I don't know if Ramy. If anybody has Ramy cut of this, yeah, that's insane. Like, I want to see the really weird shit that they cut out, dude. I bet they got some. I mean, not to try to be like on the name, but I bet they got some real dark shit. <laughs> um, no fuck, dude. That's crazy. Bob will be right back, folks. He's just popcorn, and so he's just reset. Yeah. Um, that dude, I kind of want that cut, but I'm not. I mean, I was kind of tired last night too, so I was kind of like, oh, I, dude, I was tired. I, I, I was tired today watching this, so yeah, I could go there. I didn't fall asleep at the end, but I was fighting it because I was like, no, man, I watched this movie in forever. And the wife's even like, are you sleeping? I was like, no. I dozed off in the middle of this, yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna fall asleep for this. Like, there's ones like that I'll be like, yeah, I don't care. But I'm like, no, dude, I like, I love this movie, and I well, had I, 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 I didn't, you know, f- take a nap or anything this morning after getting the kids in the bus. I didn't sleep very well last night, so I was trying to get a nap in. But I'm like, no, I gotta stay awake because the plumber's coming to get something. My daughter threw a um, stress ball down the the one oh, he, he, heater vent. Oh no, uh, we have we have one heater vent that's under the kitchen sink. It doesn't have a grate on it because we have to put like a little louver kind of thing to vent it out towards the front and put a grate on that, which we haven't done yet. And so I was waiting for him to show up to take the little ductwork down to get it out, which took him like two minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a quick two minutes fix. The nice thing is he's married to my cousin, so he's family. So we could just pay him with like uh, my wife made him a peach cobbler. There you go. Hey, that's. That's what they're calling it nowadays, huh? Yeah, the good old peach gobbler. <laughs> Anyways. That's peach gobbler, okay. gobbler. Oh, 
Anyway. So, Danny Elfman thoroughly enjoyed working with Sam Raimi on this movie. He commented, Sam has a wonderful visual style that lends itself easily to music. There was no reason to hold back on this one. The two would collaborate on future projects. However, their partnership ended with Spider-Man 2 due to creative differences. But they would reunite for Oz the Great and Powerful, as well as Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I forgot Raimi fucking did Oz. I've never seen it. I think I've seen parts of that, and it was very, it was dark. You know, like what we all well, know. I mean, that it's supposed to be. Okay, yeah, but like. darker than I think. Like what, like normal, like. Have you ever seen knows. the second Oz dude from Disney? That shit was pretty fucking dark, man. No, I like, know. the Return to Oz. Yeah, yeah, dude, that shit give kids literal nightmares, dude. Like sometimes Disney doesn't even try to like say they own it because, yeah. Well, th- that, like was was dur- that was probably that was. Probably during the dark years of when it was. was not the it, most yeah. happiest place. It on was. The that was when that was right around the time they did like the Black Cauldron and stuff. The dirty eighties, dude. Hey, say what you want. The Black Cauldron's a great movie. I love the Black Cauldron. It's a wonderful. Never movie. seen it. Never seen. Oh, it. bro. There's a lot but, of Disney movies. I they try to disown it so much, but we're just like, <laughs> no. I bought a copy of it with bootleg at one of the uh, um, Pittsburgh Comic Cons back years before they would even consider releasing it. Like no before shit. it got the major resurgence of popularity. Yeah. Weird. That's crazy. Yeah, it was it was banned for years, and then they finally decided, screw it, we're putting it out. That's so weird, dude. <coughs> to make money. Anyways. So uh, Durant's finger fetish derived from Sam Raimi wanting the character to have a specific trademark, one that hinted at a military background, which would explain why Durant is so proficient with a grenade launcher when he's firing it from a helicopter. Mm. Okay. You know what my favorite moment with Durant was, dude? Is when him and his cronies... We're chasing uh, Liam Neeson through the crowd, just full on shooting. Mm-hmm. And then when he took the face off and they stopped and noticed they're sitting there and they're like, oh, and they hid the guns like, <laughs> yeah, super like not inconspicuous by any fucking. They movie. were just like, um, and I'm like, what? <laughs> they literally saw you fuckers slowly trudging through this courtyard and yet everybody almost shooting went back a to their and yeah. yet, like everybody and, went back to the business like bro that's just 80s money right there man that's 80s big money you can just get paid the fuck dude he walked out of the police station and told his lawyer off and still like he was able to walk out of the police station you know what i mean they didn't detain him or anything like that like i don't know that's what it's like being a gangster yeah Not right. that i would know that's cool though dude i like the the finger thing was weird, and I enjoyed it. It's always cringy like that. Well, that was probably, you know, their little thing from Apocalypse Now. With um, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Marlon See, I always, the worst one is always um, Planet Terror with the balls. Oh <laughs> yeah, you give me your balls. My what? Your balls. Your balls. And then the fucking thing breaks on his face. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, see, it's been a minute since you guys have thought about that scene. It's been a minute since I've even seen that, yeah. Continue on. The script went through 12 drafts overall. The reason is because Raimi wanted to explore Peyton Darkman's arc over the course of the film. He said, I decided to explore a man's soul in the beginning, a sympathetic, sincere man in the middle, a vengeful man committing heinous acts against his enemies, and in the end, a man full of self-hatred for what he's become, who must drift off into the night, into a world apart from everyone he knows and all the things he loves. He did that pretty well. He did, yeah. Yeah. I'd say he nailed it, dude. I've seen the second movie. God, I would love to have seen a proper sequel to this movie. Who same. plays him in the second one? It's Duvall. The same guy. 
Oh, it's the guy who plays the mummy with um Brendan Fraser. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. good in that movie. He was terrible as Dark Man. Tell you that. Yeah. Well, Liam that. Neeson was a really hard act to follow. Well, yeah, dude. Like fucking Liam Neeson is. Uh, it also it didn't have Raimi behind it. So yeah, there you go. Right there. Continue. Okay. Uh, Larry Drake was cast because of the way he underplayed Durant, quiet, careful, but intense. Sam Raimi never watched a single episode of L.A. Law where Drake played the developmentally dis- developmentally disabled Benny, but Drake's face reminded him of a modern-day Edward G. Robinson. He looked so mean and domineering, yet he had an urbane wit about him. Raimi believed these qualities made him the perfect adversary for Darkman. Was it Billy's? Okay, nice. No, 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 no. No, Bobby was right. It's the guy from... Um, the mummy. Yeah, so, he, yeah. The, he looks a lot like Billy Zane. But say, he does, they yeah. kind of have the same like facial. They do. Yeah, it's, it's the eyes. Dude. Let me just get the gentleman's name real quick so I can fucking right give him kudos. Anyways, what else we got, Chad? Dave? Okay. Uh, in his memoir, "If Chins Could Kill," actor Bruce yeah! Campbell explains that the rough cut of the film featured a scene in which the film's main antagonist, Louis Strack Jr., spreads gold coins across the covers of his bed, strips naked, and writhes atop the money while laughing maniacally in a fetishistic fa- ecstasy. The scene was de- deemed too disturbing by test audiences and cut from the film, which baffled Campbell, who argued that that was its pur- purpose. Campbell also confesses it was his favorite favorite personal scene in the film what nice. the fuck of course why didn't we get that that should have been in there man that's like some american psycho shit dude I'm blame, the blame the audiences man i want to be in a test audience i really do yeah i would yeah because like i want them to give me some shit and then like i don't know how test audiences work by any means like i don't know if it's like just a questionnaire you fill out or if it's actually like a general like hey we're gonna ask you guys open questions and we want to get your feedback no it's a questionnaire you fill out at the they give you like a little card or something all right so then if that is known then i need to give myself in a test audience and then when it gets done if it is awesome just be super loud and blatant about it like that was fucking fantastic like You know what I mean? Like, just get see what yeah. people say. Like, yeah. So, uh, the gentleman's name who did Dark Man in two and three was Arnold Vosloo. I think I'm saying, yeah, Arnold oh, Vosloo. There you go. Okay. Thanks, Bobby. That sounds right. All righty. Anything okay. else, Chad? Did? Uh, Julia Roberts was almost cast as Julie Hastings before she got the role in Pretty Woman and had to be replaced. So, not only did we almost get uh, Bill Paxton, we almost got you know Pretty Woman herself. Oh, all right. I have a feeling if she did that, that probably would have killed her career, though. You think so? If she did this. Well, she 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 stepped away from pretty, this to do pretty woman. A pretty pretty woman, woman was her that big, lost her like, stardom. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Hundred percent, bud. All right. Kathy Bates was originally cast as the Burn Doctor, but backed out before filming. Jenny Agutter took over the role at the request of John Landis. Oh yeah, because she was in um, American Werewolf in London. Oh. Brody said I had to do a test audience for his short film, and it's a shit feeling anxiety city. I could only imagine, dude. Like it's one thing showing friends and stuff that like have known you've been working on it, but to just show a bunch of random people, which is the whole idea. Like you want to get it out there so they can enjoy it. Yeah. But to actually like get criticism from people you have no idea how they're gonna take this whatsoever. You don't know if they're gonna be into this. Even into like what you know what I mean, like yeah, 
I can get it. I can, that could be stressful. It's fun. totally anxiety, but at the same time, I mean, I'm not a filmmaker though, but I'd be like, it's necessary as well. Yep. Well, yeah, absolutely. But case in point, sometimes I don't know because I feel like in a lot of these things that Chad tells us about, we get a lot of cool scenes that get cut because the general populace is a bunch of fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or they're also just so sensitive and they're to pussies. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah like maybe go, they're yeah. not desensitized enough. As like, hey, I feel, like I feel like test audiences are the test audiences. The reason we didn't get that fucking kick-ass Event Horizon cut. You are correct. Sir. That we will never see now. One hundred percent. I think. Well, that and probably the studio too. I think both, but definitely test audiences. All righty. Continue. Else, Chad Daddy. Colin Friels fell off the three-story steel girder set in the middle of a fight scene and broke his femur. Ouch. Ouch. See, that sucks. Yeah, that's... Hmm. All right. Okay. During the lengthy editing process brought on by low test preview scores, Darkman was cut down from roughly two hours to 85 minutes. One of the credited editors, Bud Smith, completed this version while Sam Raimi went on vacation. After seeing this cut, Danny Elfman threatened to take his name off the movie to support Raimi. Eventually, Universal decided there was nothing that could be done to save the movie, and the picture blocked the cut. Uh, At the advice of Bob Murawski, Raimi, Rob Tappert, and Murawski re-edited the entire film over a span of 48 hours, adding back in material they liked, which had not tested well. They didn't tell anyone they did this, and Universal executives, who were reportedly furious about it, did not notice this had been done until after the sound mix had been completed, which was two days before the screenings for critics. Yes! I love it! I love it! That's, I love when that shit happens, dude. What's that, Bob? Say it, it worked. No, man, that's good. Like, can you imagine if Elfman, like, dipped out, dude? Like, this movie wouldn't have happened. Like, no. If all that shit went down, like, no. And at that time, I mean... And here's the thing, and I'm not saying like like, you're not gonna not listen. I'm not saying like, okay, maybe we would enjoy the two hour and forty minute cut or forty five minute cut for sure. But sometimes, dude, movies don't need to be long. They sometimes a movie just needs to be as long as it needs to be. You know what I mean? Case in point, we were talking about the Batman before this. Correct. There you go. Now I've seen movies, and I think. To technically be a movie, like a full-length movie, you have to be, what, 80 minutes? Is that... It's 89... Well, all right. Depending on the studio... Actually, all studios. If you want a full-length movie, it is 89 minutes, and you get an extra screening per day for 89 minutes. 90 minutes, you do not. But what is it... So so, what is it at an hour? At an hour, it's not... It it, it is... 70 minutes is the shortest, I believe, that you consider a full-length feature film. Is yes. that how that works? Okay, I believe so. Yeah. Now most most uh, well back in the day, most studios. I'm going to go this way. Case in point with um, just say Jason goes to hell. There's a rated and unrated. Right. The 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 rated is the movie they want because of money. The unrated well, yeah. is because of people. So, but every studio wants a movie that they could get more screenings per day. So it's, it's like nice. 89, 90 minutes. Basically, but that's what I'm saying. Like. If a movie were to say be like only an hour, but that's all it needs to be, is that really a bad thing? I don't personally think it is. No. I think a movie no, could be. Yeah. I think a movie could be an hour. Yeah. I mean, maybe not. Maybe I 
maybe I'm missing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. No, I think you're. I think you're right. But at the same time, a studio's probably you have an hour, and they might say if it's good enough, they might be like just add ten minutes. Because like under an hour, under an hour would feel like a short. But like an hour to me doesn't feel like a short. But I don't know what that would be called. Brody would be the perfect person to be actually answering this, dude. I hope he's listening. That that also does depend on just the movie, right? I bet there's hour movies out there, dude. There gotta be. Yeah, there is. One of them is Uh, Jaws (laughs) Four. Oh my god, it is. Alfred returns. All right. Uh, anything I want to I want to say like some of the older Disney animated films are like an hour ish. I'm gonna look this up. Is there okay. anything else behind the curtain we got, sir? Uh, let's see. Uh, John Landis plays a cameo of a bearded, masked physician with large glasses who observed the Burn Doctor's presentation of Westlake's grisly oh. immolation aftermath. Yes, he does. Yeah, you could see him. Hmm. All right. Wait, what? Nightmare Before Christmas is only an hour? No, it's not. That's fucking hour twenty. That's normal. <laughs> okay, I'll keep going on. Um, let's yeah. see. Uh, well, with release in 1990, Marvel Comics published a three-issue adaptation of Darkman uh, in color, along with a larger black and white mag- magazine-sized adaptation consisting of all three issues. In 93, Darkman returned in a six-issue miniseries, also published by Marvel Comics. In 2006, Dynamite Entertainment published a crossover that pitted Darkman against Sam Raimi's Ash Williams of what? the Evil Dead Army of Darkness franchise. Fuck off. That's awesome. Yeah. They did Darkman versus Army of Darkness. That's crazy. Also, alongside the theatrical release in 90, Jove Books published the novel adaptation written by Randall Boyle. In 94, Boyle returned to expand upon the adventures of Darkman in a four-novel miniseries from Pocket Books. Uh, Over the four novels, there was The Hangman, The Price of Fear, The Gods of Hell, and In the Face of Death. Uh, Boyle further develops Darkman's character and how he deals with his new existence as an outcast individual with the ability to help others. Mm. See, why right. can't we get that? I didn't know they did a novel series, but there's more. As well as that, Universal Television financed a 30-minute television pilot based on Darkman, which was made in 92 and was to be shown on Fox. The pilot, directed by Brian Grant, what? retold the origin of the character with some alterations and introduced several new characters. Christopher Bowen starred in the role of Peyton Westlake Darkman. Larry Drake reprised his role of Robert G. Durant, and Kathleen York played the cop Jenny. The they actually is, filmed this? Yes, they filmed the pilot and never aired. The origin is similar to the one in the original film as Peyton discovers his synthetic skin is attacked and left for dead by Durant and his gang. In this version, however, Peyton is already married to Julie and she's killed in the explosion. As in the films, Westlake becomes Darkman and seeks vengeance on Durant and his gang. Darkman's headquarters are in an abandoned observatory overlooking the city, and he is wanted by the police for his actions against Durant's gang. The pilot ends with some scenes from the first film, particularly of Darkman and Durant fighting, and Darkman stating that justice will answer with a brand new face. It was never aired and never got picked up. It's on YouTube if anybody wants to watch it. No shit. Oh, I'm watching that. Oh, I gotta watch that now. Unaired pilot. There's one for 31 minutes and there's one for 22 minutes. So I don't know. 31 minutes it is. <laughs> yeah, who knows what you're going to get extra in those minutes, but we'll see. And uh, finally, my last bit in April of this year, Neeson was in talks about uh, he would be interested in reprising his role for a legacy sequel to the original film. The producer of the sequel film was attached and the studio has already started to talk about the sequel. Fuck. No, no, okay. See, uh, I don't, I don't see that as a legacy sequel. I would see that as the proper sequel. 
What's a legacy sequel? It's what everything's doing now. It's what everything's doing now. Like Chainsaw, Halloween. There's a legacy sequels. That's what they are. Why? Because Why you're bringing back. Because you're bringing back old characters. You're, yeah, you're rehash. You know, you're bringing basically. up bringing back old characters and introducing new ones to continue on the uh, the legacy, so to speak. Yeah, that's what it is. All right, fair enough. I learned something today. Okay, awesome. Um, I'd be fine with that, honestly, dude. Yeah, just. I wonder if they if they could just fucking just scrape two and three so I don't have to watch that to know like that should just fucking go right from the first one and reboot it from there. Whatever. I'd be that'd be awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah. And it, it doesn't matter how old Liam Neeson is because he hasn't aged. <laughs> he's fucking dark man, dude. Yeah, he'll be under he'll be under makeup anyway. Who cares? Right. And he can wear whatever other fucking face he wants. So all right. So we are on to our questions, right, sir? Are you all are I'm done. Yep. I didn't want to jump. Sorry. No, no, we're good. All right, gentlemen, where did we watch this? Prime. On, on demand. You motherfucker. <laughs> also, Prime. <laughs> um, all righty. So, whoop. Douche of the film. I think that's an easy one. Well, maybe it's not, actually. No, I, I, would actually, I would actually say um, the big uh, honcho behind it all. Yeah. Who gets killed at the end. I'm sad we didn't see his weird fucking bed gold scene, dude. Yeah, I kind of uh, he is a douche because he tried playing the nice guy and then he was like, oh, psych, I'm the bad guy. Yeah, because yeah. he was behind it the whole fucking time. Yeah, yeah he gets he it, dude, because he's he's like a perfect 80s douche. We're like Durant's just mafia hitman. Yeah, but he's I, feel like, I feel like somewhere in this movie, in one of the cut scenes, there had to have been. A scene of him snorting lines of coke off a stripper's ass, off a hooker's ass. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love her line. What's her? I, I can't remember her name right now, dude. Julie. Uh, Julie. I love her na- line when she was telling him that there was another guy. She's like, "Yeah, he he comforted me once, but in other words, like, and I was like." What a nice way to be like, yeah, we hooked up. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just once. They were dating and they were she still th- dating. Like She thought he was dead. I mean, I'm no, 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 no. I'm not I, holding it against her by any means. I just think the way that she delivered that was just like, all right, I understand you're not trying to like sugarcoat it by any means, but like. But you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. And I understand he's She's trying to ease it on him. I get Listen, it. I, I understand oh, he's birdie. Oh, snorting to- toilet paper off a stripper's ass. Now, mm-hmm. listen, I understand he's dead, but you know, grieving—that's uh, not grieving. Just saying. yeah, but that dude was sniffing on her while he was still alive too. So that man, uh, that man probably got a pair of her panties. Went. And I mean, you know, he's a successful dude. Obviously, like you know. Yeah, he's not a hideous, and, uh, he's not uh, a hideous uh, fucking shud, so easy draw. <laughs> so, God. Alrighty. Uh, bah, 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 bah. So, let's see. This would be favorite kill. Um, For me... Uh, Ted Raimi. Ted Raimi. We don't see mm-hmm. it, but... Okay. You know what? I'm actually going to go with uh, the hitman with the little dagger on his head. Even though it was a throw out the window... I like the full car crush and how it leads into that lady screaming at him and then seeing yeah. Speaking about that scene, I could have sworn, and I was wrong. I thought that was fucking it was Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. 
No, I thought, yes, no, I, know, I, thought, I, thought, I thought the girl was Lucy Lawless. Oh, I always thought that was Bruce Willis when I was a kid for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I mean, it kind of does look like him. Yeah, it's like a fatter Bruce Willis. Yeah, Lucy Lawless. I thought Are it was, you? but it wasn't. No, no. no they, they, her name was in the credits. I don't remember what it was, but no, it wasn't Lucy Lawless. But yeah, that would be my one. Uh, I, I can't remember the dude's name, but yeah, when he gets thrown out of the window. So in, uh, Paul, his, his name was uh, Paul. Uh, Paul. That was Paulie. Yeah, Paul, that's right. Thank you. Um, what do you got, Chad? Daddy, who's yours? <sighs> I know this one's a little tough one for this this one. It, it is, it is because you know we got three people throwing off buildings, which yeah, I did like the Ted Raimi. That death. was scary. Just like how I, I think the- I think I want to give it to the 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 Guzman guy because he got shot by his own man because he wasn't wearing just one mask; he was wearing two masks and yeah. the fuck out. Oh yeah, that was pretty fucked, dude. That, that, that was mask pretty fucked. The mask. And duct tape. And duct tape on the mouth. Yep. Mm, I, yeah. Mm. All right. I just love that. I, I, that, was, that was just a cool scene. It always stuck with me from the first time I saw it, too. Now, this, so is, that's an what add-in, with. this is an add-in question, and everybody's going to answer the same thing, but I don't care. Favorite weapon in this movie? Leg gun. <laughs> leg yes, gun. Leg leg gun. gun. <laughs> Fucking was awesome. All right, so that actually takes us to best scene. So best scene in this movie uh, for you, gentlemen. I would have to say when he is Dark Man and he's trying to figure out how to get his skin. So the scene we were talking about before that looks like oh, a, okay. So the um, the Spider Man scene, yeah. It's because montage, I also I, I like when Everybody it leads up, but I also like when it leads up to him and he's holding the beaker in his hand and his hand lights on fire. And he's like, you know, he's not feeling it. He's like, they took my hands like that. That's the moment of real human. Like you See, took my fucking hands. Like that rascals. reminded me of evil dead too. He's like, you <laughs> took my hand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that too. <laughs> you, I, I'm like, if he says you bastards, dude, they literally ripped the lines, but he didn't say you bastards. I was like, all right, it was close. But anyways, <laughs> uh, uh, my my favorite scene was uh, the his little meltdown at the carnival because it was like an act. There's like a comic book come to life. That is a great scene. Too. Just even the way it was shot, like that was like pure Raimi style, like with the yeah. like the crazy angles, dude, and the, the angles, just the, the the things flashing behind him. Tell me that wasn't a comic book scene right there. That was right? like things were sped up, slowed down, like the carny dude, like how we say it, like that. Like he was talking right up to the fucking camera, like, and then he breaks his fucking fingers right in half. Oh, that, oh I dude, love he that fucking so bent them much. shits like fucking play doh, like, mm-hmm. like. I loved it so much. All right, so best scene, best scene. Oh man, I'm gonna have to say, I think it's like when these first, like, almost when it's like when he breaks out, like it's it's heartbreaking because you know, like he runs into Julie, dude. She's just like scared shitless he fucking finds like the worst storm gutter to fucking try to sleep in uh <laughs> i just love the scene of him just putting that overcoat on in the rain yeah like it, that, yeah. Was, that was that was beautifully shot that was spider-man uh <laughs> um but it was opposite spider-man spider-man throws his in the fucking trash and walks away no that was fantastic like i love rainy fucking alleyway scenes and that was like the hardest rain dude like out of anything and I liked how that was like his first snap too when he was mm-hmm. in the hospital and he wakes up 
and breaks out of his restraints. And I love it because it's that just like pure ironic moment of her just being like, oh, well, this will never happen. Ah, Hulk smash. <laughs> He's like, fuck you. It's happening. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. So I'm going to go with that one, dude. His full like reawake or like him coming to awakening scene, uh, which would then lead to. Did the opening scene hook you in? Absolutely. Oh, that shoot out of the fucking hell. Yeah, hell yeah. Love that. With a fucking leg gun. With a leg gun to start it out, dude. And the cutting so of a finger. <laughs> cutting of all of his fingers. Yeah. I, I love how like both sides were set up with this shit. Like the other side had fucking cars in giant boxes ready to go. And then Durant was just like, hey, check out me with my Desert Eagle. Just fucking <laughs> yeah. Where did that come from, dude? Where did that come from? He is a know. hell of a shot, dude. I can tell you that, yeah. man. Because like that well, again, one, he got a two for this first shot. You remember? That goes that goes back to his probable most probable oh, his military, military training. training. Aha! But yeah, where did that fucking pistol come from? I don't know. Stole it from the military, bro. That's a desert. I mean, how did it get past them? Because they yeah. were padded down. Yeah, they were all padded down. Apparently, he had a. Fucking that means somebody holder, doesn't dude. know how. Maybe he had it. Maybe he had it up his sleeve. Maybe he just looked at him. He's like, you ain't fucking touching me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's Durant a possibility. Had, that's Durant, a very Durant. Durant has very kind of Kingpin-esque vibes to me. Yes, he does. Like a low Kingpin, but Kingpin nonetheless. Um, but yeah, man, the opening scene was fantastic, dude. It was just cool shootout. I love the leg gun. What a perfect, like, just jump into it. I love the dude just fucking hobbling there the whole time. Like, <laughs> fucking great. All right, so most attractive character, Darkman, obviously. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, there's not I mean, really a lot of ladies. It's just there Julie wasn't. And I, I, so, I don't even want to give it to. I don't want to give it to the main girl, Julie, because I just I'm never. Gonna, no. I it's a toss up to me between the the doctor because you know she was really cute, Ooh. American Werewolf in London. Oh yeah, or the or the screaming woman. <laughs> the I'm doctor. going doctor. I'm going doctor. doctor. I got to go with doctor, but the screaming woman's a close second because she looked like a young hot that's, Lucy Lawless. That's fine. I'm going doctor because she was brunette. Yeah. Do- and, yeah, British. Exactly. and British and British and oh. British. Gotta love I, I, I she is like an eight. Um, she she could talk to me slowly, please. She's like, oh my god, dude. What the fuck? What's her name in Austin Powers? Jesus Christ. Oh, um, Elizabeth Hurley? Yeah, she's like a 80s Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. Dude, Elizabeth Hurley's still looking good, by the way. Oh, my fucking... Oh, dude, she's fantastic. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's who wins the most attractive character, Elizabeth Hurley. It's she wasn't even in the movie. But. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley in Bedazzled. Bro. That's yeah. the devil. Yeah, but listen, man, them push-ups were fucking doing work that whole movie so hard, dude. Like, come on. (laughs) That woman is an attractive woman, but them push-ups were like, fuck. fuck, fuck." Uh, (laughs) Continue on. All right. So did the score set the mood? Oh, God, yeah. It's Danny Danny Christ. I need say more. And then also... I'm giving best song to just Danny Elfman because he literally has. I looked up the soundtrack and the soundtrack is just the score. So mm-hmm. it's just Danny Elfman. So Danny I, Elfman wins both. He wins both categories. Give him the Oscar. Well, if I had to pick an actual like, song. Like, Whoa. What the, fuck? what the fuck was that? Your mic is going really fast and really popcorny. That was. What about right crazy? Now. Still doing it, man. Still refresh really? something. Oh my God. Uh, Sorry, bud. Uh, <laughs> 
Wow, that came in out of fucking nowhere. Holy shit. Hey, we're, we're trying to get, you know what? We're getting oh, man. better this, this to is, where we have This a is chocolate body. rain all over again, dude. It is. <laughs> that only happened to me. Knockout work. <laughs> twice, three times, maybe. One time? No, no it happened. That. It happened twice, I think, right? Okay. At least that I know. Of. All right. So Danny Elfman wins best song score. Bobby's back. Welcome back, Bob. We haven't gone anywhere extra. So, uh, the only th- how do I sound? You need to tell better. me better. Okay. The only thing I would say for like song is when the credits are playing in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I love that. Too. I love that music. Like that would be my favorite track. I think that was still Elfman. I mean, no, no, oh, yeah. no, no, I'm oh, saying, you're just saying like the opening track. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get that. That was a good, yeah, because it was a good like title card, like, it didn't have to say Elfman and you knew it was Elfman. You know what I mean? You could just hear those like tones in it. You know what? Can we backtrack just a little bit? Go ahead. What you want? Uh, runner up for most attractive character. Mm-hmm. The final shemp. Oh, bro. Yeah. Bruce Campbell. No. <laughs> yeah. <Wow>. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't believe I forgot about him. Um. Yeah. Right. Okay. So favorite character, dude, Liam Neeson, Darkman. Yes, with Durant in a close second. He might have been an asshole, but he played that character well. All right. Um, scary? No, not no. But the makeup effect on Darkman—that was pretty scary. That was good. That was really well, well, well done. Almost a little Freddy Krueger esque. Mm Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! All righty. So, how was the acting? I thought the acting. You forgot. You forgot. Does it hold up today? Oh yeah, it does hold up because it does. Yeah. Uh, does it hold up today? <laughs> <laughs> I would say uh, changes maybe some. Here we go again. Visual effect. Oh Jesus! Why is it speeding them up? I don't know. Bobby, can you switch back to the other uh, USB port? Just a twice. Okay. I'm sorry, Bob. I don't, dude. It's weird. It's like I wish you could see this because it's like hyper like you'll go and then it'll like catch you up and then it'll like pause and it'll like catch you up. It's weird. The fuck? Sorry. It's Mary Lou. Has to be. See, you said it and we were going good the whole fucking time. You had to say it. God damn it, Mary Lou. (laughs) Bobby even told you not to say it too. Um, all right, so hold up today. He did say, I think he said yes. Yeah, yeah, he did. All right, and I'm going to agree with Yes. Um, poor Bob, too. I wish you, I wish we lived closer because I want to be like, I'm going to set you fucking up, dude. Yeah, right. I, mean, I, I feel so bad because we're like also powerless to really help. Uh, right. It's just pretty much like, uh, woof. all right. Bob is back. I'm pretty sure you said I'm going to say I'm going to say this right now. You say Mary Lou one more time. I swear <laughs> to fucking right. Time. He shouldn't have fucking you said it every time. And then that's why I have issues. <laughs> all right. So you said yes to holds up, right? Yes. OK, that's what I thought. All right. Acting, solid. 100% great. Yeah. great. Yeah, it was really good. That's where I'm keeping it. That's where I'm 100, leaving. yeah. Cinematography, it's oh wonderful. Rainy, dude. Love it. Love the cinematography in this, especially yes. the whole chase scene with the helicopter. That was fun. That was very fun. I liked everything, man. I think my favorite shot still, though, is Raimi's brother up in traffic. <laughs> it was scary. It was weird. It was, I'm- like, fast. It was it just looked, I don't know, it just looked so weird. And it's I, always, you know, as much as I love the helicopter, my favorite shot, like I said before, was him in the rainy alley putting on the overcoat. That was good. 
That was good. Uh, it was sad to see his box blow away and then fucking <laughs> gallons upon gallons of water just coming down. All right. So, and the premise. Yeah. Yeah. Bloodied, burnt up Batman. I'm for it. Not only do I like the premise, I like the fact that we got his origin within the first 15 minutes of the movie. Ooh. Yes. Like, it, it did cut right to it. You know what? That's good. I, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you're right. 100%. It didn't take at least half the movie to get there or a solid, Mm-mm. you know. Good job. All right. So, recycle, rewind, remake, or reboot? Rewind. I'm I'm rewinding this shit, and then I'm also going to throw on a reboot if we get that legendary series or legacy Same. series, whatever. Same. I agree. Rewind, possibly reboot. But it has All to be right. done the right way, and it has to be with Liam Neeson. Otherwise, don't bother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't give yeah. me anything else fucking butter. It's, gar- it's garbage. Yes. Or unless you want to reboot it with Bruce Campbell, I'll accept that. Um. <laughs> all right. So the DKB started us out high and heavy with a 4.5. So, gentlemen, we're going to rate this bitch. Bob, what you got? 4.5. Five, um, yeah, not even going to argue. 4.5 as well? All right. Mm-hmm. Chad Daddy? I think you guys are being a little too generous. It's a 3.5 for me. I like it, but it does have moments where I kind of nod it off again, like I said. So I'll give it a 3.5. Okay. And I'm going to go with right in the middle. I'm going to go with a 4 because that's where it feels like to me. It doesn't feel like it's uh, it's not my favorite superhero movie by any means, but it's also one of the many better ones out of the shitty ones I've seen. Uh, so that do, 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 divided by four gives us a 4.1 hmm. for right. 1990s Dark Man. All righty, Chad. We are, uh, we're in hour 47 right now. Yeah. And we are changing themes as of next week. So yeah. what are we doing? So next week we start spooky season with spooky the season. original. Black and white, 1963 version of The Haunting. <laughs> All right. The, good the Haunting. Is that, uh, whose pick was oh. this? Was this Sco- Scoobs? I think it was Scoobs, yeah. Yes. Because yeah. I picked The House on Haunted Hill afterwards. Okay. So I'm thinking that's so, Scoobs. So this you can rent anywhere, pretty much. But it doesn't look like it's any streaming service. I'm sure Bob will have it on On Demand. Of course. Well, yeah. 1963. Wow, this is a G rating. This yeah. might be our first G-rating fucking film. I don't think they even had our ratings back in 1963. Yeah, but it wasn't even PG. Yeah. It's G. I don't like, Wait, let me see. When did the MPAA actually start rating? Because we've done PG movies, dude, because like ter- uh, um, t- Terrorist Trap was PG. Well, ra- ra- the, MPAA, the MPAA rating systems didn't start until 1968. There you go. Oh, no shit. Okay. So this is 1963. This is probably going to be Gormore's first oldest movie, right? Uh, to date, uh, yeah. I don't think we've yes. done one any older. Not, not yet. Yeah. Have we even done 60s? Just uh, our 200th episode with Night of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. All right. But that was 1968. That was 1968. So this is still older. Yeah, this no, is no, definitely no. older. Oh, but that was like our. That was our technically our first 60s. So. All right. Cool. Um. I'll, I got nothing nerdy this week, so I don't know. I'm just looking real quick. Nothing. I don't think I really have anything. Oh, 
You know what? I guess the only nerdy thing I could throw on there is, yo, that 2013 Evil Dead update came out for the Evil Dead game. So even if you don't have the DLC pack or the season pass to where you can get the characters, at least the mission-wise for the 2013 mission is still playable. And I was playing <laughs> it, and it's hard as fuck, and it's awesome. Nice. Yeah. So uh that i think it's time to sign this bitch out yeah i'm just real quick i'm looking on bloody disgusting oh. to see if there's anything worth mentioning the uh the first full trailer of the uh last of us h um oh the hbo series. series okay yeah, it was HBO Prime. yeah that that debuted today i haven't watched it i think it's hbo i i think you might be right but <laughs> I mean, the game I'll, was great. I'll, I'll give it a go because i really like the first game so yeah you know. game was great fuck yeah dude i uh, played that shit on ps3 there's not much else here that's like really worth the least. All right. I know Werewolf by Night's getting really good uh, early reviews right now. That'll be out on Disney the Plus October. Seven. Yeah. So that's a hell of a weekend. So the the sixth we get Terrifier 2 drops out on theaters. And I don't know if it's on VOD at the same time. I think it's just theaters, but I could be wrong. But then the seventh, we get not only werewolf by midnight on disney but we also get the new hellraiser for hulu which looks fucking fantastic yes yeah, if anybody yes. knows how i feel about the hellraiser series that's been listening along this fucking time i could care less dude this dude, shit's gotta I'm, be all fucking am, into it dude they brought the chatterer back for it i am so fucking happy like this shit looks 100 cannot wait and maybe who knows maybe we'll fucking review that in this next year we might i would, honest, I would honestly say it's the best looking pinheads since Doug Bradley. I, I heard your best-looking Hellraiser, I think. Best-looking Hellraiser since Doug Bradley. Oh, since Doug Bradley. Okay. It's happening again. Yeah, it's happening again. But we're really wish you could hear yourself. Hear yourself. It's so comical. I feel I, I, so I bad for you, buddy. I, I, you don't want to. You got to stop saying the name, man. You got to stop do. saying the it's, name. It's, 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 your, it's, it's his fault. It's, in, chat. It's, it's in invoking it. All right, so we're going to sign this shit out. Sign this bitch out. Bobby, start us off if you can. Did you tell me Bobby Moon say we'll see you next week, fuckers? Hey, good enough. I heard it. That's all that matters. <laughs> that <works. laughs> Chad Daddy. Oh, this is your dark lord of knowledge, your Chad Daddy saying we'll see you next week, bitches. And this is your not so mean fluff master supreme, Big Johnny D saying thank you once again, Gorehounds, for tuning in. Catch us next week for the haunting. Yeah. And spooky season officially. And once again, like I always say, remember, stay fresh, cheese bags. Penis, 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 penis. penis.